and welcome to Blades Pod. It is Thursday, the 9th of February. My name's Ben, and I'm very pleased to welcome back from his deathbed, Andrew. How are you doing today, mate? Still very ill, mate. Still very ill, but better than I was. Uh, as I told you before, I've gone a bit deaf in one ear. Um, so if there's a lot of this, me going, you what? That's why. That's why. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> Not just leaning into the comedy bit and just trying no to no i'm just like hey what what's that mate yeah so i've gone sort of deaf in one ear because of my my pressure in my ears I've, I, it's been disastrous mate it's been <laughs> terrible but no uh, i think i'm on the other side of it but i still do feel a bit uh well very ropey to be honest but yeah but the show must go on as freddie mercury once said <laughs> well, a massive <laughs> thanks to Hal of Sheffield United Way for uh, stepping in the other day. Jump, but... jump in my grave is quick, Hal. No. <laughs> <laughs> given uh, given how much you were struggling, um, yeah, I mean, so th- this hit you on transfer deadline day, which is always yeah. slightly suspicious timing with Sheffield United yeah. and, and flu. But um, it's, it's flu. you have you seems like you have the real deal. Um, so we're, we're going to build you back up to fitness. We're not going to do a long podcast here. We're yeah. Gonna, be pretty short and if uh yeah if you're struggling too much just shout and uh, we'll try and wrap it up quickly but think think of this as the uh the planned 30 minutes off the bench to, to build this is it. back up yeah yeah i've not been out of the house uh, it's literally for for a week this is the first real conversation i've had with anyone outside of my doctor so uh, if i'm a bit ropey that's why yeah so you can say <laughs> with anyone other than your dog then yeah well i've been talking to my dog as well to be fair but yeah <laughs> he's not a doctor though. <laughs> um, right, well, we're going to talk about Wrexham the other night uh, and we'll, we'll just keep this nice and lean, as I said. Um, so we just talk about that game, not really any need to discuss takeover, transfer window, anything like that. I think um, yeah. Hal and I touched on it a bit and there's still not really masses to say about the takeover apart from... I mean, you've done a lot of reading, haven't you, in the last the last <laughs> week or so? You've been, you've been in <laughs> internet wormholes with this. Um, the only thing I've really had the energy to do is scroll down S2, and um, it's not been good for my stress levels. Uh, <laughs> yeah, reading about, um, you, you know, Dozy and everything about, you know, the, the potential problems with him and stuff. And, uh, yeah, I've got into a few uh, di- disagreements with certain posters. So if anyone's from S2 is reading, I've uh, argued with you, then probably my folks would be very irritable because of Pete being ill. But, yeah, I've done a lot of just scrolling, endless sort of allegations and <laughs> yeah research or whatever into into our perspective new owner in it <clears throat> i don't know i'm it's, it's way over my head to be fair but it's not looking too clever is it well the good news is with all that research you haven't turned it to matt Letizia yet so um... not yet no 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 not, not just yet but yeah, yeah. I've, I've read a few things that yeah <laughs> well you haven't yet linked this flu to some kind of vaccination so uh, in fact i never said that i never said that man you know, yeah <laughs> no, no i'm not i'm not gonna i've not been ill long enough for that i think that like you know another week maybe i'll be outside protesting about things so <laughs> <laughs> fair enough well talking you mentioned you've been irritable uh and i think that's a a good word to use to describe mm. uh good chunks of this game with Wrexham. i mean <laughs> So just just to kind of set the table on this, um, I really I really enjoyed the spectacle of the first game with them. Mm. And mm. Uh, as, as I alluded to on the last one, you you and I were kind of a similar mind of like, oh, that's a bit of a double edged sword that John Egan equaliser. Like, sort of glad we didn't lose, but also, oh no, now we've got to play a replay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I wasn't too, you know, I wasn't really that fussed at full time of that one. Like, oh, we didn't beat a national league team. In fact, we got battered by a national league team in that one. I wasn't, you know. 
I was kind of thinking like fair play Wrexham really yeah. you know, deserve to beat us. Going into mm. this game, I really did want to win, and the longer it went on, mm. the more I desperately wanted yeah. to win. Yeah, Not yeah, yeah. really in like you know down with all this fuss about Wrexham. It's just like I want to get, I want to play Spurs. We've picked mm. our pretty much our strongest team. We should be winning this game comfortably. And the longer it went on without us winning the game comfortably, the more frustrating I got. How about you? I don't, I don't know if it's because I, I've been ill. I'm normally really like sort of tense in games like this, but I don't. I was sort of, I were really, I were invested in it, but I was sort of watching it from my bed, you know, and it were quite difficult to get. I weren't screaming and shouting or anything like that. But I was, I was fairly relaxed actually. I thought, well, we're bound to score because we're all over them. Up until they got their second penalty, and I thought, are we actually going to lose this? <laughs> and then, and then I started worrying a little bit, <clears throat> thinking about, you know, that. I mean. I'm not having that it were a close game. I thought, like, Matt Face and McCoyce, I love McCoyce, but they were like saying, oh, you can't really tell, you know, that there's 72 places or whatever it is between the team. You could, let's be <laughs> honest. I mean, we had 32 shots. The, the XG were over four. We were we absolutely battered them, realistically, and it shouldn't shouldn't have got to the stage that it did. But we have, the, the only worry I'll bring out of the game is that we have been a little bit like that in recent weeks around the area where we've been a little bit too slow picking the wrong choices and things like that and missing really good chances. We should have been at least 2-0 up at half-time. And even in the second half, when Billy Sharp misses that really good chance about 50 seconds before you know, they got the other end and get the, the non-pen that they gave a pen for, mm. I thought United actually, up until the final third, were really good, to be honest, for, for the majority of the game, other than about 15 minutes in the second half, where we sort of panicked a bit. Yeah, it's. I mean, you can sort of... Have the caveat of like, look, we're only playing a national league team. You know, when ju- when judging, oh yeah, how yeah. well we played and how well some individuals played, but yeah, it was a good performance overall. There's no, you know, there's no, uh, there's no point disguising that. We we created a billion chances approximately. I think we had 32 shots in yeah. the end, and some of them were very yeah. very good shots as well. Um, yeah. I mean, as I said, Wrexham battered us in that first game, but we, I, I thought we did a good job. Obviously, we're on our own pitch like you know as in literally the grass that we're playing on that helps but I think we did a good job keeping this one like largely on our own terms apart from yeah. a couple of dumb moments like the Norwood foul for the second penalty for I, I honestly thought first half we were excellent up until the final third I thought we controlled it we did we give nothing away at mm. all I mean we didn't give much away all game they had three shots on target and two of them were pens so yeah I, i'm not and as i said this is not me sort of saying what a team we are that's what should have happened mm-hmm. the only thing that didn't happen that should have is we didn't take his chances and i think roy Keane at half time said um you know sheffield united have obviously been the better side but if they wanted to get into premier league and stuff they've got to start taking the chances like this and i think that's spot on i think that the the only real disappointment in the entire game was that we didn't take his chances the penalty that they got back into it wasn't a penalty they got one after, which was a penalty, to be fair. Silly from Norwood, and we lost his heads for about 10 minutes. But it was frustrating that it got that close because I really do think it was really professional, actually, in the first half, the way that we that, that we set out. Mm. Yeah, it's a good show. I mean, I, I, th- I thought it was reasonable to expect that Wrexham would give, him as, give us a similar level of problems in this, in this game than the first game. I mean, obviously, they're not at home, but it is a massive away following, you know, for... Uh, you know, it's a bigger allocation than anything anyone's had in the championship this season. You know, it's their biggest game for probably 30 years or something like that. So there was always going to be that element to it. But yeah, I thought we did a really good job. Professionals, right? Just mm. we we kept the game largely on our own terms. 
there was maybe that. I think maybe it was just after these they scored the penalty. There was like fifteen minutes, as you as you kind of suggested there. We got stuck in a bit of a loop of like, you know, uh, what's his name? Toza's going to spend ages taking a long throw in. Yeah. And then we yeah. head that out for a corner, and then the corner comes in, and we head that out for a throw in. And you know, yeah. I think sometimes fans get and, and pundits particularly get caught up in like. Oh, they're yeah. really, they're really under pressure here, you know. Rex yeah, Matthew really the screw. said yeah, we were under siege right. in the second half. That that is not true. They had a, a few throw-ins and a few corners. And again, I'm not belittling Rex here. They, they played fantastically well considering their level, mm-hmm. and to take us that far, and especially in the first game, as you said. But I'm not having at all that this were a close game. <laughs> it wasn't a close game. We we. we the reason it got to the last minute is because we wasted a ridiculous amount of really, really good chances. And I'm talking three one-on-ones, Anel, Sharp and McAtee. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, dude, as for being under siege, I mean, yeah, we, we stood up to it much better in this game. You know, that's how Wrexham got ahead in the first game, in it? That yeah. they got into that loop where we just couldn't, couldn't clear the box, basically. And eventually, yeah. you know, you can only... You can only really defend crosses into your box for for so long. A lot of the time, yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, I thought JL, JLT and Egan were fantastic in this game, and I don't want that to get overlooked. It might seem that yeah, you know, oh, it's only a non-league side; they should be dealing with it. But as we've seen, you know, they, they I think they'll, they did have caused better teams than us problems. But it just purely because of the the throw-ins and corners create havoc. Yeah, not your typical non-league team, as we said no. before the first game. Um, in terms of say again, sorry. No, I didn't say anything, sorry. Oh. <laughs> but Mark Cough. <coughs> well, that was yeah, sorry, yeah. Uh, no McBurney, although it sounds like uh, it, he was not risked and is going to be mm. fine for Saturday. Um, yeah, we'll see. Still no Doyle, who I think has the same injury, um, but he wasn't risked either. And Jaden Bogle was a surprise suspension. This one this one passed me by beforehand. Yeah. But, um, yeah, this he, is he... ridiculous, by the way, because we're obviously going to miss Egan in the Tottenham game. Mm-hmm. And... I think you get two bookings and you're out. What? Where's this come from? Why? I don't know. I think it's. Uh, I think it like gets wiped clean at the quarterfinal stage. So, um, but yeah, it's. I don't know. As you say, though, Egan, yeah, we'll miss out. Um, with no Doyle, uh, it did mean that um, Ishmaela Koulibaly would finally mm. get to see what this guy's about. He starts instead of Norwood. Uh, and again, with the sort of caveat of it's a non-league team and we had masses of the ball, but I thought he looked very, uh, very tidy, to be honest. It was a, kind of a, a low-risk performance, but I thought that suited the occasion quite well. What did you make of his uh, his? I think he looks so? excellent. I, I think he looks excellent on the ball. Hmm. I think that he's sort of always trying to go forward. He's a bit loose and stuff. I'm not sure if his positioning will be all that great, you know, in terms of when we play a championship team. Um, we won't have 70% possession or whatever it, it was yesterday. But um, I was really impressed. And I think the, the the biggest thing for me is that I, I don't think it were a world-class performance, a sparkling performance or anything like that. But I think he it showed that he is an option, mm. which is probably the best we could have hoped for, or even better than we hoped for, I would have thought, you know, at the beginning of the season. He's someone who, if he starts on Saturday, I'm not going to be thinking, ooh, you know, I'm not sure about this. It's not like it doesn't. It didn't seem like we just lobbed a young lad in. Mm. It looked like someone who could actually, you know, play football. And uh, I think he's a bit naive, which is understandable. Not played this level of the English game before. I think there was a couple of times where he dived in, and you know, he got take the ball taken past him and stuff, and he'll not get away with that against better sides. But yeah, an encouraging debut, I thought. Yeah, some nice confidence on the ball as well. You know, some good good forward passes with the outside of the foot. He tried the sort of. 
<laughs> kind of unnecessary back heel back yeah, heel pass yeah. at one bit, didn't it? Which was successful, but uh, yeah, yeah, I, I appreciate that. Um, See, I've seen a lot of I've, I've seen a lot of him give him the man of the match. I don't think he was that good, you know. I mm. think people say the best player. I don't think he was that good, but he was he, he was good enough. He, it was a it was more encouraging than disappointing or anything like that. And I think he showed some really good stuff. Yeah, yeah, I'm uh, I'm with you. Yeah, it it will be it would be very handy if he becomes yeah a player that could like potentially play instead of Ben Osborne, for example, in midfield. If yeah, exactly, if that's what it yeah. comes to. Um, yeah. Although he also had uh, an improved game, I thought Osborne. He obviously much better. Yeah, much better. Sets up the opening goal, which we'll get to uh, in a little moment. Um, good set pieces as well because we everyone who takes corners in our team was not starting this one and. Yeah, yeah, I thought his uh, his delivery was very decent, but unfortunately we kept heading it straight at the goalkeeper. Which um, yeah, just... I like McCoy's. I think in the second half said something along the lines of, "I tell you what, he gets in a lot of headers, doesn't he, John Egan?" It's like, well, yeah, he does, but yeah, that's as far as he goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we both watched this one at home. You're you're ill, and I uh, wussed out of it, I suppose. Um, yeah, twenty quid's a lot of money for a game that's on yeah. TV. Do you, do you know what? Normally, if I wa- if I don't go to a game and I watch it at home for whatever reason, we've been in the cup filed. Uh, right, I've got it right, Anna. You have yeah, got yeah, it right, yeah, well done. Got it right that time. Um, I didn't go to that game, for instance, and I watched it on a stream, and I was like, not really bothered that I missed that, to be honest. This is a game that I, I do sort of regret not going to. I'm obviously, same. I weren't fit enough, but yeah, I do wish I'd have gone. Yeah, same, same. I, I definitely feel like I, I missed out in not going, but that's uh, that's prices pay, I suppose. I'm still, uh, I've got my Barnet at home ticket here, and it says on the back, this entitles you to skip three cup games in the future, and not have, to, not have to renounce your blade status. So I've, yeah, I think I've got. I think I've got one more in me because I missed Derby in the League Cup last year. I think it was. And um, but yeah, I mean, I went to you know, you and I went to Carlisle at home in the League Cup first round last year. I think I think we're. Oh right. yeah, we did, didn't we? Yeah, and we saw Sunderland as well, didn't we? Uh, when we lost to Sunderland one 0 uh, Yeah, in the yeah. League Cup well, I, round I thought this was going to be like one of those games where yeah, I did. The opposition are way more up for it. Um, particularly the fans and the players, and it just becomes ninety minutes of, you know, uh, feisty away fans mocking a library of Bramall Lane. Yeah, and, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. I want to go home and all this, um, but it wasn't like that at all, or re- relatively not. And I, I should say, um, it was well for starters, it was a bigger crowd than I was expecting. But mm. I just wanted to hat tip the club's ticketing approach here, not not the pricing, which I thought was. Uh, steep, although they do have to agree it with the um, with the other team as well. So let's hope uh, let's hope Spurs can be a bit accommodating on on price for um, for the next round, and that United will be willingly accommodating as well. But um, only selling the front bit of the cop. This is a good move. Mm. We've not done this before. Often we do the uh, just o- we do like don't open the cop at all, don't we? Just sell John Street and South Stand. But I um, yeah, I, I, on TV it looked really good. You couldn't tell. Yeah. It looked like a full house. Yeah, it almost looked like a bigger crowd than we get for a league game, didn't it? Like, with our, yeah, our yeah. seats at the front. But by all accounts, it made for a better atmosphere as well. Uh, in terms of you know better mm. atmosphere versus having, I don't know, 3,000 fans spread across 10,000 seats or whatever it is on the court. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 fair play to the um, club for trying something a bit different there with these games where the demand isn't quite as high. So... Yeah, I thought that uh, I thought it was a good move and hopefully helped to help to boost the atmosphere. But um yeah, it was as I said, it was a bit of a spicy atmosphere, um and Sharp particularly was fuming through most of the game, I thought. I mean we'll get we'll get onto yeah. his post match stuff afterwards, but he he was 
quite a frustrated figure out there throughout most of this game, I thought. Did you notice some of his body language? Yeah, I have to admit, to be honest, I thought he was really frustrated, as he has been in previous weeks due to his own performance. And I think he'd probably admit where he sort of alluded to that after the game in the sense of that he should have finished it off for us before it got to that stage. I think he was, yeah, I think it was another... You know, another another performance where he struggled, to be honest, Sharp. Um, but his finish, absolutely fantastic. And I hope that gives him a bit of confidence because we're going to need him just due to Mabernie. If Mabernie's out for a couple more weeks, even obviously Jefferson's still out, even Asula's out, we're going to need him. And we need him to perform better than he has been in the past few games, I think. Yeah, yeah. Jefferson's got one more game of his suspension on it. Yeah. So he'll be uh, available again after Swansea. Um, but yeah, I, I guess this is... Uh... Yeah, just to tie this back to uh, the point I was making before about I was expecting a bit of a, a Barnet at home type occasion. You know, one team's really up for it and the other one isn't. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah. Uh, I should know better, really, than to to disrespect this team like that because there are a lot of there are a lot of feisty characters in this. Sharp obviously is uh, feisty person number one, but this this team doesn't want to lose at all, does it? And I think that's why. We pick a strong team and they play hard, even when it is against the mm. National League team. And that's, I guess, that's part of the, you know, the thing that's kind of generated this fallout afterwards of you know a lot of a bit of sniping in the the yeah, post match yeah. stuff from both I sides. Rex, I think Wrexham would have bullied teams in our league, um, and I don't think we allowed ourselves to get bullied. Certainly not in this in this game. Mm. Uh, maybe in the first, you know, in the first leg or whatever, but. I think if you're like, I don't know, just off the top of my head, if they're going up against someone like, I mean, look, look Burnley, we played, obviously, <laughs> and we sort of did very similar to what they did to us uh, in terms of just getting the ball in the box, putting the keeper under pressure, and he made mistakes. I'd like to see how Burnley have dealt with Wrexham, actually, because <laughs> uh, obviously we saw how much they struggled against us with all that sort of stuff, and I thought we stood up to it really well. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, you just got players playing hard, haven't you? You know, you mm. know I just tweeted it, this little clip today of, Robinson with another full-blooded challenge to, you know, yeah. crunch one away. Um, you know, Armad Odzic is grappling with um, with Mullin, unfortunately, to to ill effect later in the game. Uh, I think he I think he had a few words with Parkinson after the game actually. Armad Odzic, although yeah, totally shocked me, I suppose. But um, yeah, we uh, we were very much up for it. I thought from from the first whistle, which is is always nice to see. And yeah, nice a nice carrot of getting to play Spurs in the. Uh, in the next Ooh. round, um, you mentioned some of the chances there already. I mean, the the big one in the first half, uh, while it's still nil nil, is this yeah. McAtee chance um, where him and Njai run through on goal on the goalkeeper in um, uh, from a from a, a, a counter attack from their corner, I believe. And uh, yeah, oh, McAtee gets a pass it into the bottom corner and just slips it wide. I sort of, I, I really wanted him to pass, obviously, but Njai did run offside at the point he where did. he shoots. Um, I think they're both to blame in a way for mm. me. I think he should have passed earlier, um, but Njai needs to alter his run. And I think McAtee, you can see the way he's lined up to shoot. He, he, I don't think he had, had any intention of shooting all the way to the point up until he shot, if you know what I mean. I think he always intended to roll it into Njai, but he probably left it a little bit too late and then... And I, he realised Endai were offside, so in the end he took the right option because yeah. if he'd have passed it, it'd have been offside. But yeah, it were a lack of composure, I think, from both of them there. Yeah, a bit surprising because uh, McAtee in particular has shown a lot of composure in those situations yeah. this season. Um, yeah, he's, he scored against Coventry in quite a similar sort of vein, and then obviously at, 
uh, Blackpool, who ran basically the full length of the pitch on his own and yeah, stuck yeah. in, the, in the corner. I think. Yeah, this I thought we were going to score because we've seen him do that mm. exact goal twice. Where it's not half time, and I don't blame him. They're not going to see all our games. I think Pugash would say something like, "Well, you know, that's why he's at Sheffield United because uh, Man City will want him to learn from those chances." Like, no, he normally scores them. To be honest, <laughs> he's just. But I think, like I say, I think. I love Matterface as well after when he was saying something like, What what did he do wrong there? I thought he missed. <laughs> he were clean through. Like it's not hard. <laughs> he didn't kick it in the goal. I loved how confused uh Matterface and McCoy seemed to be by um United playing three, a back five, three. Two. Yeah. Well, I didn't expect this. Well oh yeah, we've only been playing it for five years, to be fair. Ninety nine percent of our games for the last five years. Yeah. I've been with this. Uh yeah, Basham was playing right wing back in uh mm. in Bogle's absence. And... I think Basham really struggled in the first half. I think second half he improved, but I think I mean when once he went back to centre half he improved, to be fair. Yeah, that's true. Um right wing back I thought he they were almost like we didn't want to pass to him. They were so, they were in so much space at times, and he got the ball in good off in good positions, and didn't you know he's not a wing back, is he? <laughs> Certainly not. When I saw the team, I actually thought we were going to be using Osborne there. Um, instead, yeah, but yeah. Uh, no, I don't know if it was a chance to maybe play. I mean, the fact that he played Basham instead of like uh, Sashdev, for example, the the youth player. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't even on the bench, were he? Uh, did someone say you were injured? Uh, maybe we didn't have a full bench again. I don't think. Um, no, Starbuck were on the bench, weren't they? Oh, and he's a right back in here, I think. Yeah. A right wing back. Um, but yeah, it just kind of shows you that we did really want to win. And we should say it was uh, uh, Basham's 500th career appearance as well. Yes. Uh, not for us in, in his entire career. Um, although, I wonder, normally he's made for us. Must be 300, maybe? Oh, he's got. He's doing years, a podcast. I think he's dropping today, actually. He's doing a podcast for Sheffield United YouTube channel, isn't he? Oh, is he? Uh, yeah, Joe, that was one of our own podcasts. Yeah, yeah. I must have dreamt it in my one of my delirium dreams, but I think I think that's true anyway. <laughs> fever dream. <laughs> yeah, one of my fever dreams. I think a... I'm pretty sure that's happening and I've not just dreamt that. So it's such a boring thing to have a like hallucination yeah. about no offense. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I've, I've, honestly I've had some, obviously when you're ill and stuff, you I've been drugged up to my eyeballs and yeah, yeah, paracetamols yeah. and everything. I've been having some really mundane dreams about it. Did that happen? No, I didn't. <laughs> yeah. Um just on McAtee, uh I thought I thought he had a, a good first half up until the like the last action of, that he did with every move, if you like. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Some great turns, great runs. You know, he, he did work some good shooting opportunities, but his finishing was all over the place. And yeah, he disappeared a little bit in the second half. But the fact that he kept plugging away, if you like, kept sort of mm-hmm. you know right at the end, he's obviously sets up the the final goal. Um, and again, yeah, I know it's yeah. only a national league opposition, and he's on loan from Man City, but. Um, yeah, I thought that was quite impressive that he he stuck at it and he didn't just sort of go, oh, this is it really weird. Not it's such a weird one to to analyse his performance because I thought he was really involved and really really good at times, but as you said, his final ball and his decision making were really poor. Yeah, oh yeah, he, he probably should have had a couple of goals in the first half, not least the the one he ran through on goal on. Um, and yeah, this he was. was he, sorry, he was the one player from my deathbed who had me up, just like shouting the loudest, "Shoot, man, just shoot!" <laughs> and he was shouting something else at him yeah. <laughs> in fury. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was I was pretty frustrated at half time that <laughs> you know we, we'd been so on top, and I I did sort of worry: are they just going to have that that one moment? Because they had a couple of. You know, Mullin is a physical threat who probably yeah, yeah. well, almost certainly should be playing in the national league. Um, I mean. He, he looks at least League One, doesn't he? I mean, not not yeah, a great yeah. league, like 
you know, he doesn't look like he'd walk into our team or anything like that. But... No, he was top goal scorer in League Two last season. You know, and there's a reason that you know that, that that he should be in League One, but he's obviously gone for the uh, for the journey and the money. Aye. Uh, so I was thinking, you know, are, are they going to get a spell basically? But uh, fortunately, we do take the lead with Ahmed Otic's fifth goal of the season. A really nice team move. Good, good play yeah. by Basham. Great little through ball by Osborne and a, a fantastic finish from right by Ahmed Odzic, um, which is good because I've had lots of people tweeting me with John Egan's uh, recent goal-scoring run. That, yeah, um, yeah. My, my suggestion that Ahmed Odzic might outscore Egan's whole career in this one season looks a bit stupid. Well, Ahmed Odzic just, just returns serve there, so that's good. Hopefully yeah. they can both keep scoring for the rest of the season. That's the, uh, that's the ideal. Um, yeah, lovely, lovely move, lovely finish. And then we had, um, you know, we continue to pour it on, I think, we had another counter-attack where I think it was McAtee set. He does set up sharp this time in a one-on-one. And the keeper saves it. And probably 30 seconds later, or maybe slightly more, they have a penalty at the other end out yeah, of absolutely yeah. nothing. And uh, just a, I, I can't defend this decision. I, I know there is this thing of if a hold continues into the box, yeah, yeah. then it is a foul. There is absolutely no way the referee can say with any degree of certainty that this is even close to being in the box when Armadozic lets go. Like he's not level with the box, the ref. He's stood like thirty yards out from goal. It's yeah. A, it's yeah. a total guess. Um it's a terrible decision of many terrible decisions. It were an absolutely appalling performance from the ref. And we've we've slagged refs on often here before, obviously this season and that I think this has probably got to be the worst ref that we've had. It's Certainly this season, I think, yeah, um, yeah. It was terrible. It were absolutely. I mean, this is not even his worst decision. That's yeah. that's that say something about his performance. Oh man, it was so frustrating. What did um, get back call? Dead crap. <laughs> dead crap, I think. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Lee Lee Doughty, I think it is. Uh, yes, Doughty gets a good reception next time he comes to Bromwell Lane. Yeah. Um, yeah, but not not good by Armadoz, I should say. Like pulling it was a very obvious pull on Mullin, who'd. Um, like got got the beating of him, I suppose, but he was well outside the box, and Mullin throws himself into the box. Ref buys it, yeah. gives a penalty, uh, and then Mullin smashes it into the net for the first penalty scored at the Bramall Lane end yeah. in yeah. a very very long time. But um, whatever you know, whatever forces are at work to stop penalties being scored at that end, didn't take him too long to uh, to address yeah. the balance on that one. Um, can you just try and explain to me what Ollie Norwood is doing with? Uh, with the, the foul that leads to their second penalty. You know what? A part, a part of me thought, does he just not want extra time? And I mean that as well. I thought, I genuinely thought that is so stupid of a challenge. He must be thinking, let's just get out of the cup and concentrate on the league. It was just, a, it obviously didn't think that, but that that, that is, I, it's just absolutely it's so unlike him as well. Yeah, but, I know he just come on as a sub, but, Imagine if that if yeah. sent him on, like just get out there and make sure this game does not go to extra time. Just go give away a penalty. It, I mean, remember the the Basham one against Coventry away early in the season. Oh, yeah. That that was bad, but this is like on another level for me. I think because he's never going to get the ball. He must know Mullins like behind him or whatever, and really poor from a you know really experienced player who's been fantastic this season. So yeah. uh, I'll I'll put it down to the fact he's only just come on, but I think it's pretty indefensible to be honest. <laughs> he was on the pitch three minutes. I'm just looking now. <laughs> before he yeah. did this. Um, it were all, this is what I mean. I honestly thought, like, I, just, I obviously didn't actually think this, but there were a part of me thought, as I came back, I'm just said, go, go throw game, we're not doing extra time. 
<laughs> I think so. What I think he was trying to do is like just make a sort of a sliding block on the ball, if you like. Yeah, um, yeah. But I'm pretty sure he knows Mullins there. I've watched it yeah. a few times. He looks round and sees Mullins making this run, and of course, as he makes this slide challenge, he ends up doing it through the the bit of space that Mullins occupying. Um, this time round, uh, Mullins smashes it to the left and. Adam Davis or Adam Savis, as you called him. Adam Savis, yeah, uh, good. Just a good save this, mm. you know, because he gets that much power on it that if he doesn't get a good hand on it, he's going to go through him. And I think people might say, well, it's straight at him or whatever. It's not in the corner and stuff, but it is a good save. Um, and that's two penalties out of three saves. No, two penalties out of four. It's like four penalties against him this season. Yeah, Adam Davis. Yeah, it's been pretty unlucky. And he's only, yeah. So what's that? He's Coventry, Norwich, and these two. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and he's only played. Five games, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, good, good record of saving so far. Um, yeah, massive save. Obviously, I, I, I mean, there was looking back now, just as I looked up, there was longer to go in the game than I actually thought. I thought this was in like the 80th minute or something, but it was the 70th. This is the one point where I thought we might lose this. All, yeah, but even all the way through, I thought we're going to win realistically. You know, we're probably might. I was thinking three 0 I have to admit, it, like when the second half kicked off and we scored, I thought it'll be three 0 or something. This now, but we gave that away, and I thought, well, we'll come by. It might only be two one or whatever. And then this is the only time where I thought we're going to lose this. Yeah. How are we going to lose this game? Yeah, uh, yeah, very. Um, I, the, the first penalty was frustrating because I was thinking, yeah, like you, I was thinking we are actually going to win this three or four nil, and then suddenly it yeah. goes. You know, the the crowd are back in here. You know the. The flares are on the pitch, you know, time's ticking away. It's like a full minute before we restart again. And uh, I was thinking, oh, no, this is just going to get dragged all the way to extra time. And then, yeah, it suddenly looks like we're actually going to lose it. Um, fortunately, Davis makes that save. Uh, down the other end, one of the Wrexham defenders makes a fantastic save of his own, which uh, the referee somehow misses. I mean, it's this is so obvious. Like, the, the movement of the ball after it hits the guy, like, it... I'd love to know what he think the referee thought this hit. Like, yeah, I've got to be careful here because I don't want to say these are my words, but a lot of people in the national league have been talking about brown brown envelopes going around <laughs> in in this uh, in this league due to Rex. I don't think that's true, to be fair. But if you honestly type in Rex and refereeing decisions and stuff, I, um, there's loads of people. If, even sort of comment on the match at the time, because obviously I were watching this at home or on Twitter, and there were people from Wheelstone and all sorts going. <laughs> This is what happens in the National League. They get all the decisions. The referees in it are in on it. I don't know. I think it's probably just a terrible dis- decision. But I do wonder as well if are the referees under pressure because let's say that wasn't a penalty and he's got it wrong and we score that documentary. You know, which is going all around the world is going to like paint this guy as the villain of the piece of you know an unjust penalty put us out of the cup. This man here is that player on the minds or is he just a bad ref? I don't know. I mean. It- it's definitely a bad ref, but um, yeah. But uh, I think there could be something in that of like you know even subconsciously to be honest. But um, yeah, Norwood takes a shot from twenty five yards. The keeper does. Uh, the keeper. Um, keeper, the, great the, save. It is a good save. I can't believe like, straight away. I thought that's a pen. Yeah, it's yeah. a definite pen. And then it showed the replay, and it was just like he's about two yards away. Yeah, the ref. Like what you do it, and then I liked how like I think it was Matt Face go. He's a bit close to it. Shut up. It's a clear pen, you idiot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, somehow not giving. Uh, and, oh, the uh, the frustration just compounds and compounds. And then uh, I think I think this is a... I don't know if I'm skipping anything particularly significant here, but 
we get into injury time. I, I'm resigned to a, Shame. a a painful extra 30 minutes that I definitely didn't want here because um, no. people like Njai are still on the pitch, obviously, and still still running hard and you know taking his lumps, essentially. You know, he, he did get a good shoeing in this one and managed to kind of stand up to it really well, I thought. I mean, he does yeah. anyway, doesn't he, Njai? He just yeah, wants, yeah. He just yeah. wants to play. There, there were three or four times he should have got a free kick in this game, undoubtedly. And I'm not saying that biased at all. I think play, we know we don't go down easy or anything like that. There were, there were two in particular in the in the second half. And I just thought, what what are you doing here, ref? This is not... You know, and I'm all for one of these, like, go on, get the game playing on. Do you know what I mean? Because I do think that's a really good rule or whatever that they brought in. I've seen Sharp not get loads of free kicks this season that he would have got last season. Mm, and true. to be honest, I'm all... I'm all right with that because mm. I think it's better for the game and Sharks, you know, he's going to have to change that. He's not going to get the free kicks that he once, he once got. And I'm all for that, but there were two or, two or three in that second half where I thought, what is, what's he seeing here? This is quite, he's got his shirt almost off his back. Like, yeah. what are you doing? It happened, uh, I forgot this, but after the, uh, after the penalty After save, the pen, yeah, yeah. Went straight down the other end and Ajay's basically played in on goal and I think it's Tozer actually gets him yeah. around the neck oh. and... Play on, says the referee. Nothing to see here. Um, oh, so frustrating. And yeah, fortunately, uh, they pile forward um, Wrexham to try and try and win it. And Norwood sends a long ping forward towards Sharp, which the defender makes a mess of. Yeah, Sharp cuts inside and uh, rolls it quite fairly gently, but you know. <laughs> yeah, it's a great, it's a great goal. This yeah. I think for having all that time. He's not the fastest player and stuff, and he's obviously not had the best of games or the best times recently. Mm. And I think that was just a really, really, really good finish and really composed and shows that he can still score goals and it shows that he probably still is the best finisher at the club. Yeah, lovely stuff. It was such. A, I mean, for me, yes, I was very happy that we'd you know won the game as it felt like at that point and we were going to get to the next round and play Spurs and not have the embarrassment of losing to Wrexham and being you mm. know part part of the national stu- the, well the international story I should say I mean yeah so yeah. like I follow like ESPN on Instagram and stuff and they were tweeting about the game the next day like Rex yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff I was like oh so glad in retrospect not to see my team as- this goal by the way came from a really bad bit of play from I think it's Ollie Palmer who's got mm. one of the most non-league names <laughs> Ollie Palmer um, and he should have passed it and he, he went I had no idea why he went for a shot here because I was thinking they're going to score it they're going to win it which I wouldn't have been I would have been disappointed, but I would have been thinking, well, they've got extra time. Um, and their guy, like on the right hand side, is, is absolutely free. Mm. And I don't know why he shoots. It's a terrible decision from him, and then obviously a terrible decision or execution from the Wrexham player at the other end as well. Mm, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, the joy of winning, but then also the joy of like, yes, no extra time. Like, yeah, delight, exactly. delight, yeah. delight. Um, and we're not finished. Uh, they obviously push for an equaliser. And Jai with more magnificent. I really love watching him run with the football. It's, yeah, it's just yeah. something so pure about it. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um, possibly not the best pass, like towards McAtee. We have like five on one at this point. Um, yeah, I think McAtee's quite poor actually at the start here because he mm. turns. He should be passing that back to I think it's Basham, and he turns straight into their man. We will get a bit of a break, and then he does put a really good ball through to Berger. Yeah, Norwood makes a. Big block tackle, like just to make sure that ball's going nowhere, and it does. Yeah, bounces back to McAtee. Lovely th- slip ball to Berger, and a phenomenal finish. I mean, it's all right. It's not the hardest chance in the world, but no. lifts it right into the roof of the net. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's that's the end of the uh, the Hollywood story. Apart from all the uh, yeah the the post match stuff, I suppose. I was really surprised. I, I, I watching the the highlights and stuff. So I want to see what they say. I, I do like what. See, 
don't always agree with Roy Keane, but I do think he's normally, you know, quite funny at least. And, I, and then Sharp came on, it was like, all right, mate. It was like some sort of, <laughs> I don't know, like rat beef track, weren't it? <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> it caught me off guard a bit as well. I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't totally, I mean, clearly from what he was saying, not impressed with sort of, um, I guess, Wrexham's outward facing attitude of like, we've got Spurs in the next round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it's, the players and the manager aren't tweeting those kinds of things, you know. But yeah. I, I think Sharp's one of those people that does; it gets fueled by fueled by the feud. If you and this like. is what right people get, obviously the Wrexham fans. He's rattled. That's all I've heard. Rattled, <laughs> rattled. I, I don't see how you can be rattled when you've just scored the winning goal. He wants to win. They're like, and yeah. he'll use a little angle to motivate himself if he needs. That to. is exactly what he's doing, and people seem to overlook the fact that he will have wound himself up purposely. Yeah. To, to make himself feel, and, and it, you know, I'm sure that he'll be the one in the dressing room saying, I've seen what these guys have put, they already think they're through, come on, do you know what I mean? And it's it's all part of it, it's all part of the psychological game of it and stuff. And I, yeah, I, I can understand people saying, oh, it's a bit Tim Pot, you know, we've only just beat Rex at home, non league, last minute, and he's acting like this. But I think it's part of the psychological game. I think he knew what he was doing, and I think he knew what he was doing after as well. Yeah, I think it's just him. He just wants to win. He doesn't care who yeah. it's against. And the fact he's, yeah, you know, yeah. he, he knows he's, he sort of alluded to it in his post-match interview. He knows it's coming to an end for him. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, time is running out for Sharp. He's, he's not there yet, but he won't. He probably won't be scoring that many more winning goals at the cup <laughs> end. So, um, yeah, yeah. He's he, he he's just how he is. I think he want he wants to win and. I found it quite amusing, to be honest, in terms of, yeah. you know, we've obviously had the last two weeks or so of uh, a lot of smoke being uh, blown up backsides of, um, of of Wrexham and the, you know, the story and all this. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's what, I guess it's what football's about, isn't it? Just uh, and as I said, if taking it motivates the story for yourself. Him, if it's part of the motivation thing, it's worked out on it because he's got the winning goal and it's, it made a... It made a get. I think it, that little bit of needle or whatever it was made it a better game and made it a better feel like a better win than it probably was on paper. Mm. Two uh, taking as a pair, two very exciting cup games. Like oh yeah, oh they were fantastic games. Mm. And this is where I've been slagging Wrexham off a little bit, jokingly on on Twitter and stuff. But I do think you you have to give him credit for uh, making it that sort of a game, and I, because it wasn't two fantastic games of football. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um... I don't know whether you saw this, just to, just to finish this story with the kind of off-field stuff, I suppose. But did you see uh, Ben Tozer referencing uh, that United had um, started selling tickets to the Spurs game? Before? I did. You idiot, Ben. Ben, come on. Uh, yeah, obviously, if people don't know what this is, uh, there's a fake ticket website, which does it for all the games, and they were selling Sheffield United Tottenham tickets, uh, Bram Hall Lane. Yeah. Uh, I think it was a three o'clock yeah. kickoff on a Wednesday. Three o'clock kickoff on a Wednesday, yeah, and all the stands were labelled like from ten years ago. So we had like the Jessica Ennis stand and all that sort of stuff <laughs> in it. But uh, yeah, and uh, obviously, but again, if they're using that to motivate themselves, all oh, these guys are that's fair enough. Exactly. But it, yeah, it did look a bit of a prat because <laughs> obviously it's quite evidently fake. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Um, but yeah, very very satisfying way to win a nice little. I don't know. It's not how I ideally wanted that game to go. I wanted a nice, you know, when I saw that we picked a strong team again, I wanted a nice, comfortable three 0 up after yeah. an hour, and Jai's kicking his heels on the uh, on the bench, this kind of thing. Um, so not yeah. not how I wanted the game to go, but ultimately, 
a nice little boost going yeah. into uh, league football this weekend. Um, and I actually think with the, the way it was, way we played, we took an L off after seventy minutes or whatever it was. That's true. Yeah. Um, Mac- McAtee probably needed ninety minutes because he's been out. You know, he, he needs a, a full game. Wasn't happy about him dying short playing ninety minutes, especially Sharp's got to play on Saturday. But we rested Noel, we rested Low, Bogle didn't play. We rested a few as well. That's a good point, actually. Yeah, I hadn't thought of it that way. Yeah, and um, useful minutes for Koulibaly, Adam yeah. Davies, um, uh, Basham as well, I guess. So yeah, you're right, actually. Yeah, it was it worked out quite well in that respect. Um, mm. Just a couple of final notes, I think, before we wrap up. Uh, Illumin and Jai nipping off to the toilet just after. Yeah. After we took the lead. Like... I, don't know, I don't know what that was all about. <laughs> to be fair, but yeah, just like yeah. Um, because when he said he'd gone, he goes, oh, he's lemon diet. And I thought, oh, he's not injured. No. <laughs> and then obviously he's back on. You think, hey, what's what's going on there? With the other one who disappeared, were it? Now. Yeah, 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 yeah. He disappeared as well. There, so, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I have to I have to admit, I thought I know fairly poor again defensively in this game. As he had a few bad dodgy moments against Rotherham, so I didn't see all that game, to be mm. honest. But um, I think he's probably still struggling maybe a little bit from the the glandular fever thing, but I hope, hope that goal sends him on to the, you know, to performances that we saw earlier in the season. Hot take. He, well, it's not that hot take. This is just, just my opinion. He's not as good a defender as John Egan, but he's no, a no. much better footballer and uh, he's so valuable as a yeah. overlapping centre-back, if you like. I mean, he... Yeah, and you've got to remember Basham, when he was playing this role, for like in his like, 30 or mm-hmm. whatever, he's got a long way to... You know, he's got a lot of it growing up to do and he, he needs to get more experience and stuff. I think going forward, he's absolutely fabulous. Like, yeah, just he is. Genuinely... Yeah. Uh, like, I, I mean, he's better than Basham has been going forward, I would say. Yeah. Because he actually scores goals. Um, yeah. Which Basham never did, even as an overlapping centre-back. You know, he'd get like maybe one a season or something like that. Yeah, like from, from yeah, open yeah. play, I mean... Yeah. Ahmed Odzic had that one in the first half that you mentioned that was like a one-on-one. That was from open play. His goal obviously yeah. comes from open play as well. Yeah, huge threat going forward. I, I think he's just... He's fine defensively. It's just maybe not like all-conquering centre-back, which I think Egan generally is, to be honest. So, yeah, I think, I, I, I think Prime Basham's better defensively than mm-hmm. him in this position, but... As I said, Basham had seven, eight years on him, or whatever it is. So. Yeah, exactly. He's not bad. He's not a bad defender, <clears throat> as in he's not bad at the act of defending. It's just no. Yeah, he's maybe not like quite the elite level that. It's a bit bogle, isn't it? It's a bit boglish in that sense. A bit boglish. Bit boglish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah maybe. Um, anything you want to say about? Uh, I've written, I think I've written his name down wrong. Here. Is it? It's, it's Phil Parkinson, isn't it? Not Paul Parkinson. Yeah, it's Phil Parkinson. Paul Parkinson. Never liked the man. Yeah, yeah I mean, so so um, uh, Phil Parkinson is a a very uh, well liked Reading player. Um, All right. So he's all, my my wife's always been like uh, you know the the only person I think I've ever met who actually likes Phil Parkinson. Um, so <laughs> I did ask her before this why um you know why he's like well liked and it it was basically just he was a you know, just a, a popular battling type player that played for them for a long oh. time. But yeah, since he's become a manager, he seems pretty well disliked, particularly by our fan base. Who obviously... really Marde? I remember when we beat Bolton two 0 and this this is when the the Bolton chairman did his rather be in our position and all this sort of stuff. <laughs> uh, but I remember after the game, he, he was just constant. We absolutely battered him in that match, and we won two 0 mm. um, and we were all over, and we were like. 
well, Sheffield United have had an open checkbook this season and they haven't had the injuries we've had and all. And then he's doing the same again and his football's appalling. And I think Wrexham will probably get rid of him once they... Uh, if, if they've got genuine ambitions to be at least League One, I think they're probably going to have to get a new manager soon. Yeah, I think so. He's not uh, not my favourite opposition manager. I mean, he just he seems like Warnock without the success, basically. You know, just... The fact he's playing that sort of football with by far the best side and the best, most money in the... It might work in the National League, but mm. I think it... I think... I think Wrexham fans in a couple of years. I could be wrong, obviously. I think they'll be probably wanting a change. I think you're probably right. Yep. Uh, right. Uh, I think that's everything I've got noted down to talk about. And obviously, uh, you know, Paul Heckingbottom sending the the fourth official out there to hold up your number, mate, and tell you to I don't know, <laughs> get whatever the bed rest equivalent of an early bath is. Um, yeah. So it is Spurs next. Today, so. Sorry, what was yeah. that? I said I'm back on the grass now today, at least. So. <laughs> no, that's not a, good, not a good thing, generally. <clears throat> no, it's not. It's not, no. <laughs> um, Spurs next. Very exciting. Looking forward to that. Uh, we'll have to do without Egan, which is obviously not ideal. But eh, it's a one-off game. Worst that can happen is you get knocked out of the cup and we uh, the old cliche, concentrate on the league, which is still pretty rosy. Uh, Swansea on Saturday. Really looking forward to that. Hopefully... Uh, you'll be able to uh, to get there and enjoy yourself. Yeah. Um, and yeah, hopefully uh, we can see a similar performance level, I guess, that we saw against the National League team. Um, albeit a decent big week. Team. It's a big week. Swansea, Borough, Millwall. Three difficult, well, two very difficult games. And then Swansea as well, who, uh, who were in really good form up until uh, last week when they lost 4-3. So mm. yeah, it's a big week. I think we'll know a lot more by the end of this week. Hopefully off the pitch as well, one way or another. Yeah, yeah, well... We'll we'll save any chat on that until there's some proper developments beyond you know somebody's put out a statement and uh, whatever um, you know wait wait to see I suppose um, yeah and then we can talk about it in a bit more detail um, right mate I'm gonna let you get off and uh, and chill out because yeah I didn't I didn't actually intend to keep you for this long um, you you have done a view from Wrexham haven't you which is uh, yes suitably tasty spicy yeah. Yeah, I'll have a. Uh, oh, I'll probably have the Swansea one out tomorrow, as well. Um, but yeah, the the Wrexham one's very much worth uh, reading. I think. I'm going to predict that Swansea fans are a bit miserable. Where are they in the league? They're not in the playoffs, are they? No, I, don't know. I, I think they're going to be an unenthused, unenthused fan base. When yeah, know. yeah, I would have thought so. Yeah. yeah, nothing going. Not not much going on, is there? Not really. No, where are they? I'm just going to have a quick snack now. I should look this up. This is not very respectful. 13th. <laughs> there you go. 13th. Yeah, classic Swansea. Classic Swansea, yeah. Five points off the playoffs, just like every other team in the league. Do you yeah. know Rotherham are only 12 points off the playoffs? <laughs> not such a bad point after all, was it? No, no. And like I said, I, I tweeted this if people didn't see it, but people keep talking about Hillsborough are going to catch us up and all this sort of stuff. And. If you look at the last ten games, they've gained a point on us, but they've played a game more. Yeah. So if we beat Reading in our game in hand, we'll have actually, you know, gained more points than them. So and even just if, need to keep it up, keep out grinding these results out. Yeah, and even if we lose at that rate, it would take us a hundred games and uh, what's that, two and a half seasons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, I think I'll just look at a quick look now actually about um, about uh, what Swansea fans are saying, and one of them said. Uh, we need to play like Wrexham did last night. Uh, fast attacks down the wings and all this. Like, yeah, but Basham and Osborne aren't going to be at left, you know, the wing backs, mate. So. Yeah, yeah, I doubt it. Um, right, mate. Well, that is Roy's view from .com. Uh, and you follow yourself at Panchero and me at BlazePod. And uh, you get yourself off and uh, healed up, mate. Hopefully, um, yeah. yeah, hopefully you're feeling 
better by the day. You certainly sound a lot better than you did last this time last week, anyway. So sound like Sean Dyche. Looked and sounded like Sean Dyche. I, I really thought that. I could be an impressionist here, just a Sean Dyche impersonator. <laughs> yeah, right. I, don't, I don't know what the money's like, but uh, yeah. Only one way to, to go, find but... out. Yeah, sorry for anyone putting anyone off in terms of, you know, sneezing, whatever I've been doing, sniffing and coughing and stuff like that. But hopefully next time I'll have a clear, yeah, a clear, uh, clear nose and a clear throat. (laughs) (laughs) Fingers crossed. All right, mate. Thanks, as always, for your time. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, And, yeah, hopefully I will see you on Saturday. Yeah, mate. Thanks a lot. Cheers.